All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to episode six of Frankly Speaking. I'm Daily Faceoff Hockey Insider Frank Saravalli, and this is our weekly one-on-one interview series with some of the biggest names in the hockey world. Today, we're going to be chatting with NHL agent Alan Walsh about a day in the life of an agent leading up to the NHL's trade deadline. But first, I need to tell you that episode six of Frankly Speaking is presented by ProLine Plus. Not just another sports book, it's the only sports book that gives 100% of its profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sports book for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in store, online, or take the game on the go with the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in app with ProLine Plus today, or head over to ProLinePlus.ca to learn more. That's right. Our conversation today is with NHL agent Alan Walsh, the co-managing director of Octagon Hockey. Walsh represents 30 current NHL clients with $186 million in active contracts on the books. He has some of the biggest names in the game that he works with, from Calgary Flames forward Jonathan Huberto to Detroit Red Wings forward David Perron and Minnesota Wild goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury, as well as Carolina Hurricanes forward Max Pacioretty and a stable of young clients and draft picks that are on their way to the NHL. You know Alan Walsh probably from his Twitter account, at Walsh A, where he is seen as one of the most outspoken agents in the NHL, but he's also fiercely loyal to his clients and beloved by his clients who consider him family. Let's dive in and start chatting with Alan Walsh. 
Alan Walsh, we've gotten plenty of perspective from NHL GMs and players over the years of what it's like to navigate an NHL trade deadline, but agents are among the lifeblood of the game. So give me what day in the life is like leading up to the trade deadline of an NHL agent. Well, I think one of the most important functions we have is is centered on communication, and that is delivering uh, real-time updates to your clients um, as you receive information, uh, making the rounds of all the GMs where you have players on their team, and sometimes, uh, many times, GMs, you don't have players on their team currently, and hearing what is going on in the marketplace, what they may be looking for, who they may be interested. Uh, there is always in this business at that level, a certain exchange of information that goes on. And, and as long as, you know, my rule is as long as I'm not compromising in any way, the interests and rights of my own clients, um, you hear certain things, you hear certain things, Frank, we all do. And we're in all involved in this currency of sharing information with each other. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I pride myself on, and I think that I'm known for amongst my clients, is being able to keep them up to date with every single thing that's happening. You know, a uh, trade deadline um, and things like free agent frenzy have become um, events where the fans look forward to it and the excitement and drama of a big trade going down at the deadline, a team going on a run, uh, loading up with more assets, better players, different players uh, to, to go on that run. And, and a lot of people lose sight of the fact that from the player's perspective and their families, it's a very nervous time. Uh, players, uh, families with kids. And I know lots of people say, well, the players are making millions of dollars. This is what they signed up for. Uh, you know, if they get traded, they get traded. You could think that. But there is a human element to what is going on behind the scenes that I personally have lived for 28 years with clients who go through it in 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 a few players lives this very week is an agonizing week of sleepless nights tension and anxiety around the home because if a trade happens literally a player is packing a bag getting on a plane and trying to get into the lineup with his new team as soon as possible. Uh, there are guys who go on road trips who, who think there's a possibility they could be traded, uh, and they're on the road the week of trade deadline, who are packing extra clothes just in case. Okay. Uh, so I, I believe the, that. That's the kind of stuff that is going on behind the scenes. That isn't really talked about too often. So I'd imagine like me, when you get to trade deadline week, you're never really too far away from a phone charger and to keep that information flow going between yourself and your clients. And just as much as 
So many of these trades end up being a shock and sometimes, as you mentioned, a burden for players, you know, to be away from their family or to get a move that they might not have necessarily seen coming. The flip side of that is there's a whole other subsection of players that are dying to get moved, that are looking for a new opportunity to go to a playoff team, to have a chance to win, to get more ice time, whatever it may be. So in that same vein, as much as you communicate with your players, how do you balance this week for players that don't want to hear a lot of information? Uh, I've never had a client who's ever said to me, I don't want to hear what's going on. I've never had a a client ever who has said to me, I'm getting too much information from you with what's happening around the league or what's happening with my team. And I don't want to know. So, okay. So let me ask you this. Is that a function of the players that you think, you know, sign up to be with you? Or is that a function of, you know, the sort of old adage that you hear from teams and players is, oh, we don't pay attention. We don't read what's happening out there. And really everyone is is actually paying attention very closely. In my experience, Frank, is that, um, and I'm I'm saying this, I'm going over my 28 years experience representing NHL players. Uh, I I cannot recall one incident where a player did not want to know what was going on with his situation, the situation with the team, or generally what was going on around the league, especially around the week of trade deadline. Okay, so information is king, especially when it comes to the trade deadline. As someone that is sharing that information back and forth between client and team, client and uh, um, you know media, whatever it may be that's going back and forth, what's it like to actually at some points be involved in helping broker the trade from either an extension standpoint or whatever it may be facilitating with a no trade or no move clause happens all the time and uh and agents uh are very involved and i've been very involved in the past behind the scenes um working with a gm in tandem to get a player uh move for a, a whole variety of reasons Maybe the player has been a, a, a great citizen and a good sh- a soldier, and he's uh, in the last year of his deal, uh, and a, a general manager, a team has decided they don't want to resign the player, to so give the player a chance to go somewhere else, go on a run, and, and earn another contract. Um, have situations where players aren't playing, and they're not happy that they're not playing. It's a critical year in their career, and they want to go to a better opportunity. Um, I have players who have been for years on teams that have not made the playoffs, and they haven't had that experience. They want to have it, and through discussions with the team, you know, like, hey, if you can work with us in finding a trade partner, you're free to talk to anybody you want to talk to, and you know, we'll compare notes and come back to us and let us know, you know, where your guy would like to go and we'll try to make a deal <clears throat> and accommodate him. How often does that end in, like, I'm sure there's a lot of times that it, it's successful and it ends up, you know, the player's happy, he loves where he's heading, 
and is super excited to get there. But how often does it end in in disappointment? Do you ever have a situation where, you know, you have a player that doesn't want to get traded and ends up being traded? Sure. And that happens uh, a lot. And and that is, uh, you know, usually the most difficult situation to manage because here's a situation where you have a player, you know, most likely he's got a family. Most likely he's got kids. Um, everyone is very happy where they are. And boom, you know, maybe they see it on TSN or they get a quick call. Um, hey, you've been traded. It's being released in 30 seconds. Uh, can't talk any further right now. Goodbye. And sometimes the GM, I've had a couple of times where the GM has called me and said, uh, Hey, listen, the trade call is just starting. Um, I'm busy. Can you tell your player he's been traded to Team X? Um, I'll catch up with him later today after the deadline. Click. And, uh, you know, I've had a couple of calls like that over the years where now I'm the person calling my client and giving him the news that he's been traded. And that's a tough call to make when you know the client doesn't want to go anywhere. I was going to say, is that an unfair position for a GM to put you in? I know you're you're paid to service your client, but at the same time, it's kind of his job to make that call. And I would agree with that, but uh, it's better you know, than not getting a call at all, which I guess you've been there too. Yeah, I've been there uh, not many times. Uh, one time in particular, I could remember uh, where. Uh, me and the player found out about a fairly significant move on Twitter, uh, which uh, to me is inexcusable for a GM to let that happen. It's not the only time it's ever happened. It's happened a few other times. It happened, you know, apparently one time recently, uh, but it's rare and it's unprofessional and it just shows a total lack of class. Do you ever have a team push the boundaries or not respect the no trade, no move clause, whatever it may be that you have in place? And I always, I think about it from this perspective because a player once said to me, look, as great as the no trades are, they're not really worth the paper that they're written on because at the end of the day, if the team comes to you and asks you to waive it to go to a specific place that you didn't necessarily have on your list, and they tell you, A, you're no good, and B, we don't want you here anymore, you kind of see the writing on the wall, and you're like, well, why would I want to stick around here moving forward if this is the way they feel about me? So do you ever run into a situation uh, in your career managing your players that you've been in a spot where, you know, that just, that those boundaries were pushed? Sure. Um, you know, no trades are there. It's part of the system that we have. Uh, but teams are savvy enough to know that players usually don't want to be somewhere uh, for too long where they're not wanted. Just as you said. Uh, and there's a balancing act there. The no trade uh, will usually, whether it's a limited no trade where you submit a list, of eight teams, 10 teams, 12 teams, or a full no trade will give 
you and the players some control, hopefully, of where they're going next. But I can I can share with you one story. Um, a player with a full no trade uh, was very happy where he was. The team was apparently very happy with him. There was a meeting between the player and the GM a couple of weeks before the deadline, and the GM said, you're not going anywhere. I, I love you as a player. Those famous last words. I don't want you being stressed out. You know, his, his wife was pregnant and going to be giving birth around the time of the deadline. He's like, I want you and your family to be relaxed. So I don't usually do this, but I am bringing you in here now to tell you, you're not going anywhere. And he had a full no trade. So he, he called me after the meeting. He said it was kind of bizarre. Like I wasn't really thinking that much about being traded. I've got a full no trade, um, you know, but he reiterated to me that I'm a, keep part of the team and I'm having a good season and they're very happy with me and I'm not going anywhere. That's just great. Great to hear. Good news. Uh, about, I don't know, four or five days before the deadline, I'm hearing rumblings of a deal involving this club. Uh, I'm hearing rumblings that this player's name might be out there in this deal. And I call the GM. And he's like, listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, this is strictly, uh, y- you know, um, uh, the money has to work. And if this deal is happening, that money has to be part of the deal or the deal doesn't happen. And it was a multi, multi-player, big deal involving multiple players going back and forth between the two teams. And, uh, and I talked with a player and said, well, this, this might very well happen. And he said, Hey, I've got my no trade clause. I was promised I'm not going anywhere and I'm taking a principled stand here and I'm not going. And uh, the deal ends up coming to fruition uh, the GM calls me and says, we have an agreement with this other team. I need your player to waive his no trade. And I said, well, it's not going to happen. He is not waiving it. It's not going to happen. And he says, well, can the GM of the other team call you? Sure. The GM calls me. The GM calls the player. Player says, he said, all the things I would expect him to say, how much they want me, how much I'm going to play, what a, what, a, you know, what a better team they are, and they're going on a run, and I'm going to be a key guy. And he goes, I'm not waving. Okay. The GM calls me from this other team. Can the coach call him? Sure. The coach calls him. I've wanted you for years. I've coveted you, were his exact words. Oh, the sound. I've coveted you. You're going to come here and you're going to play. You're going to be in my top six. You're going to be on my power play. You know, we're going to win together. You, 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 I'm going to take care of you. You're going to be one of my guys. The player calls me and said, 
Great talk with the coach. All the right things. I'm not waving. Okay. I call everybody and say, thanks for your time. The player isn't waving. Then I get a call from the GM of the Players Club, and he says, listen, Alan, there's incredible pressure on me to get this deal done. I didn't sleep all last night. I just laid in bed tossing and turning, and it's eating me up because your guy is a, is a, is a great guy and a great kid and a, and, and a good person who's, who's been nothing but a wonderful citizen and a great player for us here. But I have to make this deal. And if your player doesn't wave, I'm going to put him on waivers. And I have an agreement already with this other team that they will claim him. So one way or another, whether you wave or not, he's going to that team. And, and I said, well, then you go ahead and put him on waivers and let's do it like that. And it's going to be, it's going to get ugly. And, and ultimately uh, at the 11th hour, the player relented, he waved and he was part of that deal and traded uh, to this other team. Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are teams frequently relentless like that or is it mostly respected? Um, I would say it's about 50, 50. And so if teams plan to act that way, why do they give out no trade clauses anyway? Is it just because it makes everyone feel good at the, at the bargaining table when you're negotiating a contract, knowing that you could probably get a, get around it if you need to? Well, there, there, you know, even if a player has a no move, which is different than a no trade a no move would prevent the team from putting the player on waivers. Teams are, much more reluctant to give no move clauses out versus no trades. Um, there's usually a, a, a separate and, and very intense negotiation uh, at the end of a deal when a player has a trade restriction available 
through the CBA. He's he's old enough and experienced enough to to get a trade restriction in his contract. Uh, that's sometimes um, a more difficult negotiation than it is over term and money. And and teams, uh, for obvious reasons, in a uh, in you know in Gary's uh, triple cap system. Teams are very reluctant to find themselves with too many players with trade restrictions. Things happen. They need to move players. They decide to reset or rebuild and need to move some of their players around. And if they're uh, loaded up with no move clauses, there's really nothing they can do if the players don't want to go anywhere. So, uh, and you have issues. Uh, for example, a contract negotiated in a, in a team that's based in a uh, uh, no state tax jurisdiction, uh, maybe being traded to a Canadian team with a very high tax rate. And, and while there are ways to massage that higher tax rate through the use of RCAs, uh, maybe players don't want to go there. And there's a further pushback from the player in saying, Look, if I'm going to be traded, I, I'll I'll go to these teams, but I'm not going there. But almost none of this ever becomes public. That's why you and I are talking right now. Which is kind of amazing. I mean, uh, the going public, I guess, is sort of the last resort. I mean, I I got to ask you about uh, you know Jonathan Huberto, your client. Last last couple of weeks, you had sent out a tweet about the Calgary Flames. Um, and sort of what has unfolded this season, you know, when when it gets to a point where either a meme has dropped or a tweet is sent, I'd imagine behind the scenes there's been plenty of contact at, at some point to begin that conversation before it ever gets there. I don't want to comment on Jonathan's situation directly. Uh, I don't think uh, it's 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 going to serve any purpose right now to get into the weeds on that. But I think, uh, Frank, you and anyone else can rest assured that before I ever say anything, there has been extensive communication behind the scenes. Uh, and it's not just, you know, um, you know, I, I woke up in the morning on the wrong side of the bed and decided to uh, put something out there that, uh you know, I didn't really think about and, 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 you know, the idea that I just decide to go rogue. Um, that's 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 not really part of the equation. Fair enough. Uh, let's get back to trade talk. And, uh, you know, you mentioned there was a trade that had come down, uh, I guess, in your career at some point that totally floored you, whether it was through lack of communication, you find out on social media there has to be some other significantly surprising trades, something where you think a player is going one place and ends up in a totally different place. Yeah. So uh, I had a player, uh, uh, it was Pascal Dupuis and he was playing at the time with the Minnesota wild. And I had heard there were some trade discussions going on with various teams. uh, And we were probably, um, three, four weeks from the deadline, but uh, certainly it was ramping up and teams were ramping up into the deadline. And uh, apparently 
Uh, Don Waddell, who was the GM of the Atlanta Thrashers, uh, wanted Pascal and had gotten on a plane, flown to Minnesota, and met with Minnesota's GM uh, in his uh, in his box uh, during the game. They discussed a trade for Pascal, and they shook hands on it. And the last words back to Don Waddell was, um, we'll do the trade call in the morning. It was already, you know, 9 p.m., uh, so no urgency to do the trade call. Yeah, so Central Registry call, closes at a certain point, I'd imagine, exactly. before the deadline. I mean, there's a way to get him on the phone and do the deal if you really need to, but it could certainly wait until the morning. Mm -hmm. um, Don Waddell then got on a plane in Minnesota. Before getting on the plane, he told his assistant GM, here's what we agreed on, you know, tee up the trade call and do it. Uh, I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to be out of communication for a couple of hours. When, uh, when Don landed in Atlanta, uh, the assistant GM is furiously trying to reach him. Uh, apparently, first thing in the morning, Pascal was traded to the New York Rangers. What? Don, Don Waddell was floored. And he called Minnesota's GM, and he is obviously very angry. And he said, we had a deal. We shook on it. And and the GM's like, oh, it's a miscommunication. I, we never shook it. I <laughs> just said I would. I just said I would think about it. And get back to you in the morning, and and I and I got a better offer, and and it was clear the offer to the Rangers was not a better offer than what Atlanta had offered at the time. So Don Waddell gets on the phone with Glenn Sather, who then was the GM of the New York Rangers, and said, "What are you doing, messing up my deal? I had a deal for this player. I shook hands on it last night." And Sather's like, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. I got a call this morning from Minnesota. They said, you want the player? I said, yes, I always liked him. And said, what will you give us for him? And I said, I'll give you this. And we said, okay. And the deal got done. No one ever mentioned anything about you or Atlanta or anything else. I had no idea. And Don Waddell was really upset. So Glenn Sather says, look, I'll, I'll trade him to you. If you want him that bad, I'll trade him to you. You know, I, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, he says, but I have a couple of injuries. I need the player here to play for me for a couple of weeks until uh, a couple of my guys get healthy, and then I'll trade him to you. And, and uh, Come on. Uh, about and about three weeks went by, and the New York Rangers traded Pascal Dupuis to the Atlanta Thrashers. And uh, so, what should have been a new a, a Minnesota Atlanta deal. Ended up being a Minnesota to New York Rangers for three weeks and then to Atlanta deal. Get out of here. 100%. Okay, so I'm I'm on cap friendly and I've looked at Pascal Dupuis' trade history. And so you're right. February 9th, 2007, he goes from Minnesota to the New York Rangers in exchange for Adam Hall. And then... Almost three weeks later, he gets traded to Atlanta. And then less than one calendar year, almost one calendar year to the day, he gets packaged with Marion Hosa and goes to Pittsburgh and wins a Stanley Cup the following season and plays in two consecutive Stanley Cup finals. Yes, he does. 
and and won another cup. It's amazing. Yeah, amazing. And 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 many times, you know, people remember the Hosa deal to Pittsburgh. You know, Hosa ended up playing with Pittsburgh that year. It was uh, 2008 into the Stanley Cup Finals, and Detroit won the Cup against Pittsburgh in the Finals. Hosa becomes a free agent, turns down a six-year deal with the Penguins for a lot of money to sign with Detroit for one year. Because it goes back to the said, final. Because he said Detroit has a better chance to win the cup than Pittsburgh. And, and ultimately, 2009, both teams end up again in the Stanley Cup Finals. Game seven, you know, Pittsburgh wins the cup. Flower makes that save with three seconds left off of Nick Lidstrom sliding across making the uh, upper body save and, and a host is on the ice with Detroit and Pittsburgh had won the cup. And then goes to Chicago after signing that one year deal in Detroit and plays in a third straight Stanley cup final for his third different team. And finally ends up winning in 2010 with Patrick Kane, who was traded this week to the Rangers scoring the overtime winning goal in Philadelphia. I'm sitting in the press box at the red line, watching Kane score this goal that only he knew he scored in the building. One of the most bizarre endings to a Stanley Cup final ever. Uh, have you ever gotten a call? So there's so much information flying back and forth. Uh, a trade deadline week and trade deadline season. Have you ever gotten a call from a general manager about a player that you don't represent? Um. Like thinking that he thinks you represent this player, but you actually don't. Uh, yeah, it's ha happened uh, a, a couple of times. Uh, I, I had a I had a call from a general manager once on a uh, on a on a Sunday morning, really early in L.A., and and the general manager said to me that uh, uh, he, he's he's really sorry. He really likes the player, um, but the the player has not been playing well and uh and and they've tried everything to get him going and and nothing seems to be working for him and they uh after the last really poor performance they've they made a decision that they're going to put the player on waivers and and I listened to the whole story from the GM about how he came to to this decision and how sorry he was and 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 when he was done, I said, I, I understand everything that you're doing um, makes perfect sense to me. Although um, I don't represent this player. So why are you calling me? And and the GM. Did you think that he was basically saying like, hey, I'm now going to trade for your guy or like, where was this heading? Um, I, I was I was curious where this was heading. But I decided to, to to just listen and see where it was going, and 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 after telling me that he was putting the player on waivers, like was he looking for my advice, what to do in a certain situation? Was he asking me, you know, what what I was hearing from other clients on the? T I, I didn't know where it was going, but it was clear by the end of 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 what he was intending to say that he was under the misbelief that I represented the player. 
And I said, uh, I, I, I don't represent the player. And he said, sure you do. We did the deal together last summer. And, and I said, I said, I, I don't know the player personally. I've never talked to Come him on. in my life. I have never represented him. And we did not do that deal. And the GM said, well, I, I, I got to go and get this all figured out. And uh, two hours later, Sunday morning at a more reasonable hour, he calls me back and he said, uh, hey, Alan, can you do me a favor? I said, sure. He says, can you please never tell anybody about that first call today? <laughs> and I said, you got a deal. It's going to stay between us. Yeah, until it ends up on frankly speaking. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's it's anonymous, so it's clean. This is a, a G-rated version of the story, and that's perfect. We protect everyone's uh identity here uh alan you've been such a big proponent for the nhl players association there's been a recent uh change in leadership with marty walsh soon to be coming in as the new executive director i'd be remiss to have you on my show and not ask about uh what you think uh is key on the priority list as marty walsh takes over as the head of the nhlpa well i i'm excited for him to come on board, um, to be able to get somebody with his uh, prior union credentials, who also served for two years as Secretary of Labor, uh, Mayor of Boston. Uh, I think that the it, it, it was time for the NHLPA to come in with a new young leadership and somebody with his bona fides, um, I think everyone is excited for him to come in and get going. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done. And in my conversations with people at the NHLPA, um, they're ready. Uh, I think the first thing on the agenda is going to be for Marty to go around on a tour and meet with all the teams and meet with all the players uh, and to get to know them uh, until you have some connection with the membership and, and hear from the players what's important to them. What are their issues? What do they want to see? What do they expect from their union? Um, and keeping in mind that 2026 is not that far away. And uh, we're literally three years away from another collective bargaining negotiation. Uh, there's, I think, going to be a pretty rapid process in ramping up preparation-wise, um, in, in, in figuring out key priorities. Uh, I think that a lot more needs to be done in growing the game. I think the NHL has done a horrible job in, in growing the game um, over the last decade, and and real opportunity has been lost on numerous occasions. And I think first and foremost, if you're in a system where the players and and the owners are sharing revenues at 50-50, and the players have absolutely no say in how the businesses are being run, and there's issues in Arizona, and there's lots of other revenue issues that at least the players should have some input into uh, how the game is being grown or not grown. Uh, I think those are going to be key discussions going forward. 
my brain has exploded multiple times this week, but you talking about 2026, congratulations. You just did it again for me because I'm just, just trying to make it to Friday and the NHL's trade deadline. I'm like uh, going down a hill on a scooter here with one wheel, just trying to get to the finish line. So uh, thank you to Alan Walsh for joining us today for some incredible insight on what it's like to be an NHL player agent at the time of the trade deadline period. My best wishes to you and your clients. I hope they end up where they want to, or if they want to stay, that that's what they get as well. Thanks, Frank. Pleasure being with you. I love story time with Alan Walsh. I mean, could you imagine these are the only types of stories that you accumulate over a 28 year career working in the NHL feels like there's probably a book in there somewhere to write. I mean, can you imagine a player getting traded to one place because you have a deal in place and then all of a sudden the GM wakes up the next day and says, no, no, I traded him somewhere else. Like, huh? In what other sport? Would that happen? It's uh, certainly incredible to hear those stories and, and nice to get a behind the scenes peek as to what it's like to be on the inside at NHL trade deadline time. If you liked what you heard from Alan Walsh, please check out his podcast, Agent Provocatories, the only NHL agent with a podcast. That's presented by the SDPN Podcast Network. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Frankly Speaking, episode six with Alan Walsh, which has been presented by ProLine. ProLine Plus, not just another sports book. It's the only sports book that gives 100% of its profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sports book for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in-store, online, or take the game on the go at the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in-app with ProLine Plus today or head over over to ProLinePlus.ca to learn more. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? 
For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.